Welcome to Opus Private Clients Wealth Style Podcast. All of the material discussed on our podcasts have specific themes, and that's to move your wealth and lifestyle forward, increase your purpose, and provide you with clarity and confidence. Opus's mantra is always forward. We have found that regardless of one's wealth, moving your lifestyle forward is the number one priority for our clients. On our podcast, we'll share our rich 35 years of experience in designing strategies, share clients' experiences, and introduce resources that have positively impacted our clients. We trust that you will enjoy our direct, transparent, and realistic approach to positively impacting the quality of you and your family's lives. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to Opus Private Clients Wealth Style Podcast with Russ Carpentieri and Yvonne Watanabe. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Great. How are you, Eric? Great. Thanks. Doing fantastic. Yvonne, thank you. I'm so happy to be back with you today. Last time you had somebody else in the studio. Now it's Russ is back. And Russ, I hear you are in charge today. I'm ready to go. All right. So what are we talking about, Russ? We're talking about the disconnect that we see between uh, individuals signing up for their open enrollment and being able to take advantage of the corporate benefits as it relates to their individual plan. And the corporate environment does provide some very good core benefits that very often people just don't enroll in. Mm -hmm. So what specifically are we talking about? Are we talking about like retirement plans or other, other things as well? No, things that, um, you know, there's core benefits, right? There's their medical insurance, dental, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, short-term disability, long-term disability. But when we're taking someone through the planning process and we start to ask them the question of, uh, do you have supplemental disability? Do you have long-term care? Are you putting money away in your Mm -hmm. flexible spending account on a pre-tax basis? A lot of times we get a blank stare. They say, (laughs) I think so, or I'm not sure. Yeah. And we start to kind of go back and say, okay, let's get our arms around what your company offers you because the first line of defense in our position from a protection component would be to maximize those corporate benefits because they offer a really great economy of scale. And that's kind of the baseline for our recommendations going forward. Yeah. And I think that a lot of times when people get hired into that world, it's just a whirlwind of activity that, you know, they're in a new position, they've got so many responsibilities, they want to make a good impression and just things fall through the cracks. Is that what you see? We see that. We also see that they don't really pay attention necessarily to the open enrollment. I mean, with the advancements of technology and open enrollment processes, people are starting to view and understand what is available to them. Mm-hmm. But again, Yvonne and I, in our process, when we ask about, uh, tell us about your corporate benefits, we want to understand that as one of the components we're looking at. And then we see all the things that are available to them and then the gaps that they have, we immediately start to work to get them back into that corporate enrollment. And it might be at the next open enrollment, they may have to wait, but other times they might be able to take advantage of things. It makes a big difference. Yeah, Yeah. I bet. I think it comes down to a general lack of education for people on an understanding of what they actually have through their employer. Like they've never really thought about it. They just sort of check a couple of boxes up in open enrollment time, something that sounds good, um, but they don't actually know what they've signed up for. Mm. So part of our job is to just explain to them what they have. And then the, again, the options that are available to them. And, you know, these companies spend a lot of time and energy putting these benefits packages together and they don't end up getting maximized by the employees. So, uh, it's just really, really important, as Russ said, as a, to use economy as a scale and to, to make sure that people are evaluating those things early on in the process. 
what kind of differences are you seeing when you get people signed up for the the best possible route that they could take to, for all these different um, benefits? Yeah, so uh, one of the biggest examples, or I say the biggest misses, is um, disability. So they may have a company core disability, 60% to let's say $10,000 a month. And then we're sitting there having a conversation with them and we're saying, you know, there's a gap in, in your earnings yeah. and you should have another simple example, another $10,000 a month in benefit. Well, if I'm pricing it, I'm going to the individual marketplace. And most advisors never ask what your corporate benefits offer. We do. So all of a sudden we may find out that they have the ability to buy up another $5,000 and mm-hmm. a 35% discount off of the street rates. So we are the first to raise our hand and say, you have to buy that. Now you have the company benefit, you have the $5,000 supplemental piece at a discount. Now we only have to buy the $5,000 gap. So that would be an example. Same with group life insurance. Uh, often there's a, an ability for them to just, you know, kind of, uh, uh, you know, plug a hole at a relatively low cost. It's not a long-term solution, but for people that need large amounts, it's something that we encourage them to do. I want to, I want to go back for just a second, Russ. You said maybe they have 10,000 at 60%. So are you, are you saying in that statement that they, let's say their salary is 10,000 a month and their benefit is 10,000 a month, but it's only 60%. So truly if they're disabled, they're only going to get 6,000 a month. Uh, actually, in my example, let's take someone who's a higher earner okay. and let's say they're making $20,000 a month and the company is providing them with 60% of their income to a max of $10,000 per month. Ah, so they're basically okay. being, you know, they have half. They're still, they're eligible for more coverage. Got it. And if they, right. if that's a big you know, deal for them and we want to make sure that they buy it the most appropriate way. Yeah. Because what I was thinking is... I, <laughs> I don't make 20,000 a month. I'll just be honest. Let's, let's just put that out there right now. I don't make 20,000 a month, but if I was making 20,000 a month and all of a sudden I was cut to 10,000 a month, can, can anybody else listening to this podcast right now live on half of their income every month? Or is that really going to affect how they live their daily life or how they even live in that current house? I mean, that's, that's crazy. So yeah, that's a huge, huge gap that you're filling. Right. And then I would even take it a step further. I would, I would take it a step further and just add that, you know, a lot of the employees don't actually know how that benefit gets taxed to them, right? Mm. So you're at a maximum cap and then they're fully taxed at that number. And so, you know, it might be 30 to 40% of their general income now, wow. right? So they were, they were living off that, that $20,000 a month, but now net after tax, they're taking in, you know, five or 6,000. So how does that impact their overall plan? So it's just something that we take a look at, we evaluate and just educate people on, on what they have. And, and as Russ said, you know, going back to the plan and saying, Hey, you know, you still have another buy-up option within the, within the plan and you can take it at a discount. It's something you should consider. So going back to a typical offering, you're going to have, uh, aside from your core medical and dental, you're going to have life insurance, disability, possibly long-term care. Then there's a host of other benefits, like flexible spending account by paying for uh, certain medical expenses or dependent care on pre-tax dollars. If you have a health savings account, the ability to defer a significant amount of money pre-tax and have it be portable regardless of where you you uh, land from an employment perspective. Mm-hmm. Th- other things like liability coverage, legal a whole host of other voluntary benefits that are out there. So if we were just to approach somebody and put them in a silo 
and identify gaps, we would not be doing our job if we did not maximize all of those other benefits. And liability is another example. You can get a liability policy if the company offers it for about 70% less than what you would pay if you went directly to the carrier for your liability umbrella policy. Wow, that's An example would be a $10 million umbrella might cost you you know, $5,000 a year, but if the company offers it, you can go to the exact same carrier and that might be $2,000 a year, $1,500 a year. Mm. So we're always looking to maximize the end result at the most efficient price. And that's why we focus very heavily on what's offered at the company level. Right. One benefit that I'm seeing often, especially with younger clients, is is utilizing the legal services to pay for a very basic will, healthcare proxy, power of attorney, um, and maybe some trust language at a really, really reduced price. If we were to introduce them to a private attorney, it might cost, you know, three, four thousand dollars to get those documents executed. You know, they're able to either get it for free or many times at a very, very reduced cost by just utilizing a, you know, twelve dollar a month benefit from the uh, from their employers. So, I think. You know, just overarching premise here is that people are not taking advantage of their benefits because they don't have the education or the understanding of what's actually being offered. And that's our role when we start our conversations with clients. I, I would say that this leads me to this question. First, first of all, for everybody listening, I am always going to suggest that you consult a professional. Obviously, I'm going to suggest that you contact this team specifically. They're They're fantastic and they're talking about exactly what everybody needs to be hearing. But let me ask you guys this. For somebody who's listening to this, is there a way they can start this process? Meaning, is there a quick, easy way to contact, I don't know, HR uh, in their in their company or yeah. one place to find this information, what benefits they're missing out on before they even start the conversation with you? Sure. What they should be doing, when someone goes through our process and they say, I don't know, we immediately say to them, you need to go to your either your online enrollment tool through payroll or mm -hmm. whatever uh, methodology uh, is used by your company to push benefits out or HR and print out all of the things that are available to you and the elections that you've made. Mm -hmm. it's, it's most of the time, in almost every case, people cannot go back in and elect the benefits that we may even identify uh, unless it's their open enrollment period. So that typically is a period of time before the effective date. And many plans renew on 1-1, so you're seeing open enrollment starting in October and November. So if we're sitting here in June, all we're doing is the homework to say, we are going to execute that at open enrollment, and we remind them. And Absolutely. I think the real big thing here is that we just see that most advisors go for the gap and uh, do not uh, really take the time for people to understand what's offered at the corporate level. And we just, we again, do the opposite is let's start at the corporate level and then fill the gap on, you know, on a personal side. Fantastic. Well, it sounds like there's a lot of people out there that are listening to this that probably are now rethinking and saying, wait a second, <laughs> maybe I'm not taking advantage of all the things that I could. And, and they, they, well, like I said before, they should be calling you, but for today's podcast, do you have any other closing thoughts for them directly? Yes. Whether they would use a firm like ours or uh, someone else, I would highly suggest that they really become familiar with your benefits. We call it know your benefits, mm -hmm. call HR, 
find out what it is that you have, start to understand what the opportunities are. That'll be the framework for better decisions uh, during the open enrollment process or whatever planning process that you might be going through. But if you don't do it, you're definitely giving up a, a really, really great opportunity. All right. So that leads me to the very last point. Give them your contact info because I, I know there's going to be people that are going to be reaching out to say, hey, look, I could do this on my own, but doggone, it'd be a whole lot better if somebody walked through this that has done this with many, many, many people before. So how do they get a hold of you guys? They can reach us at uh, www.opus-pc.com and reach out uh, directly there. Fantastic. Guys, thank you so much for your time today. Thank, thank you. you. Nice talking to you again. Nice talking to you too. All right. And the last thank you always goes to you, the listening audience. Thank you for listening and tuning in to the Opus Private Clients Wealth Style Podcast with the team from Opus Private Client LLC. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when they come out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends, family, and for this one, your coworkers. Think about the people that are standing around you or sitting around you in the office next to you that maybe they don't know all the benefits they could be getting. And you guys talk about everything from sports to raising kids to everything else. This is a conversation that you should be having as well, just to make sure that all your friends and, and the coworkers are getting the most benefit out of the company that you guys are working for. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Opus Private Client LLC, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Wealth Style Podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Opus Private Client LLC. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC, PAS, OSJ 800 Westchester Avenue, 4th Floor Suite N, 409-914-228-8800, Rybrook, New York, 10573. Securities products and advisory services offered through PAS, member FINRA SIPC, financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian. New York, New York. PAS is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Opus Private Client is not an affiliate or subsidiary of PAS or Guardian. California Insurance License Numbers 0H44206. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, estate, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments contain risk and may lose value. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. 2020-103813, expiration 7 of 22.